Welcome to Uncle Form Podcast. This is the one year anniversary of a 30 minute podcast created to celebrate and showcase diversity within Black Male Thought. I'm Darius Watkins. Yep, I'm Ryan Thomas. Hey, and we are live. So look, I think we should definitely do, before we get to our last guest, let's do this question real quick, bro. All right, let's do it. All right, this is a good one from Madeline, before we, put, before we get Madeline on. Okay. She said, what is the most iconic pop culture moment for you? Or she said, this might be easier, your favorite movie. Now, most iconic pop culture moment is hard. Favorite movie is a little easier for me. I can do both. What, which one do you want to do, bro? Um, those are tough questions. Like that's hard. Food. If you can, you say you can do it. So let me hear what you say, and then go from there. Okay, okay. So let's start with favorite movie. I'll say movies. All right, my favorite movie, the one that I always love, is Kill Bill Volume One and Two. It, just sit down. Sit down. Listen, this is you got to hear me out on this, right? Kill Bill was never meant to be taken seriously, bro. It was always meant to be just full of action. Okay, so for people that don't know, it's about this woman. She wakes up out of a coma, and then she finds out that this man she knew and this group of people tried to kill her during her wedding, and they tried to kill her husband. I think they did kill her husband. Her unborn child died, all that stuff. So what she did was she went on a rampage, and one by one, she started killing everybody in the group. And, bro, the movie's so fire. <laughs> it's just it, you know what you know what it's ridiculous and that's what makes it so good like she at one point she fights 88 men in like a hotel room or something or, or like a hotel and then you know it's just it's fire and she got she gets a sword and she's like fighting Vivica Fox in that giant like yeah that's not fire but then so that's that's just one of my favorites and then I also say remember the titans because that movie is just like perfect in every way it's got football it's got Denzel Washington it's got a good message. It's got about racism. It's got everything you need for a feel-good movie. So Kill Bill, Remember the Titans. I'm sure if I think deeper, I could think of some more stuff. But those the two that popped in my head. Then for the most iconic pop culture moment. <laughs> Ooh, boy, now that's hard. I'm going to just go with uh, Whitney Houston when she sang at the Super Bowl. Now, um, she sang the national anthem. That's all she did. She didn't do the halftime show. But it was probably what 1980 something, so I probably was like either a kid or not born. But a, a quick YouTube search will let you know that uh, that was a fire performance, um, and it's like clearly people still talk about like what was the best Super Bowl uh, Star Spangled Banner ever? It's always her, or some people would argue her, or was it Prince? No, I think Prince did halftime. But so I would say that was very iconic. Um, and then just man anything michael jackson has ever done <laughs> just anything michael jackson has ever done man like uh just scream tour where like hundreds and millions of people were fainting and all that stuff michael jackson would get up and he'll do like this <clears throat> shake his head and then like 50 girls would just faint you know i don't think it gets any more like iconic than that when you can just like say hee hee and then people just pass out you know yeah, he would just say hee hee, and people would just fall. We we we, we, we got it right. I heard the first hee hee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna do a pop culture moment. Um, and it's not real, and I'm okay to know. I'm I'm okay that it's not real, but this is like the greatest the greatest pop culture moment of all time. Okay. When Captain America <laughs> grabbed Thor's hammer 
If you were in theaters, okay. then you know. Okay. If you were in theaters, then you absolutely know that was okay. the pop culture moment of all time. Nobody expected it. Nobody saw it coming. It was that fire. That is the greatest pop culture moment of all time. It was um, fire. So, so, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, but with that, that being said, and, and honestly, wait, wait, before you move on, like, no, you've been talking too much, man. No, no, what, one more thing about that movie, bro. That that movie actually might be from when from when the Hulk snaps to when Tony Stark snaps. Mm-hmm. That that little period of time that mm-hmm. might be the best cinema that I can think of as well. Mm-hmm. Like that was a fire little stretch right there. Uh, right. So yeah, right. cosign. So- Hey, so let's go ahead and get our sisters from May Plain Podcast on. Our sisters from May Plain Podcast. Olivia, I'm you. Hi. Yeah, I'm here. Madeline's here. Okay. She's on video, though. Hold on. Let's see if we can get Madeline unmuted real quick. Okay. Yeah, she should be able to. I think she is unmuted. Can you say something, Madeline? Hey, can y'all hear me? I don't know. Faintly, but. Oh, really? Oh, no. Oh, now you're better. Okay. You're good. Can't see you, but I guess it's fine. Um, What's yeah. up, ladies? Hi. Hello. UNC in the Hi. building. Hey, first of all, you know what? Let me go ahead and say this. Like, have you heard about? <laughs> have you heard? Did you hear about the UNC new the coach? Interview? <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know anything about him. Life? Yeah, that's the only thing I know about him is that he's married to a white woman. That's all that I know. <laughs> like, it's everywhere, and I'm like, okay interesting that he felt he needed to bring that up but whatever it wasn't it wasn't even the w- fact that he said it it was the context it was exactly. the exactly it's, it's it was the randomness and no context i'm just like okay <laughs> i don't know what's going to that man let me let me contextualize this too uh let me let me just contextualize this for people who don't know uh mm-hmm. hubert brown or or is it hugh hubert davis is it hugh i don't davis? even know like i think, it's hugh, I think it's hugh davis uh we'll call him hugh davis <laughs> if, that's, if that's not his name, then it's just not his name. Uh, <laughs> don't got nothing to do with me. But Hugh Davis um, is hired as North Carolina coach. He's the first black coach in North Carolina history. UNC, that is. UNC Chapel Hill, that is. I went there. That's why yeah. he's bringing this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that is why I'm bringing it up. Olivia went there. Uh, he is being interviewed, and they, and they ask him um, how wh- what it's like to be the first bl- uh, black coach. And... He kind of kept talking about like how it was great to be African-American and stuff. And I, I really feel like African-American was like in this context, kind of uh, a microaggression. I'm not going to lie to you because the way he kept saying it. And then he was like, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to be like the first black coach. Um, I'm also proud that I have a white wife and I'm proud that I have uh, multiracial kids. Um, yeah. he, he, he took the Ted Cruz thing where he just like drug his family into it for no reason. Like, why would you- <laughs> Maybe he was trying to talk about like, like showing that, you know, racial reconciliation with the tension that's in the country, but he just didn't like say it well. Maybe they give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. I'm glad you said that. Maybe. Now, Ryan, tell the truth. What was he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my thoughts were that like, yo, I'm, I'm happy he has a white wife too. If he's mm-hmm. happy, I'm happy. But it's almost like, it it was uh does she have a name mm. uh you know uh all we know is white wife at this point and i feel like when she <laughs> I feel like when she walks into the stadium they're going to be like why 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 like who is she <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs> oh my god man, man that that would be something <laughs> but it it came across like he was trying to say like i'm one of the safe ones 
Like that's mm-hmm. that's, that's, how, that's that's how I received it. If I'm being honest with you, like sure, sure. I know this is UNC, I know this is a prestigious university, but I am one of the safe ones, and I'm mm-hmm. not like them. Yeah, I'm gonna keep <laughs> yeah. using more African American instead of black, even though like it was explicitly stated that the word was black. Um, it 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 came across as very much so like. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he had to cater to a certain crowd because there's like a lot of old money with UNC, mm-hmm. like generations and generations. Mm-hmm. You know, because enslaved people built the school. Um, a fun fact about UNC, the only monument that you're able to sit on or like stand on or just be like normal with is the monument that's like dedicated to the people who built, to the enslaved people who built the university. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sad. And then, you know, we have a few buildings named after some KKK, Dragons of the KKK. So there was a lot of protesting when I was there. That was in 2015, I graduated. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, a couple of the monuments have actually been taken down now. So... Mm-hmm. it's a mess and especially with the current climate i wonder what's happening on campus but yeah. i've been removed from that it's crazy i mean hmm. yeah and let's make sure we don't forget that madeline is on we, madeline she just, she just rejoined madeline is on with with, with video now your audio is yeah. working right yeah can y'all hear me i'm back yeah yes yes so madeline we uh we really enjoyed uh for those who haven't checked it out me and darius were on to talk about one night in Miami mm-hmm. with Madeline. Olivia was absent, but we held it down for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really enjoyed that, Madeline, just so you know. Yeah. yeah, I had fun too. We did miss Olivia, but we had yes. fun. We missed Olivia. Yeah, and, and, and we hadn't said this, so let's go ahead and say it. Like, <laughs> what what are we talking about? Oh. Yeah, so Madeline and I are co-hosts of Made Playing Podcast, where we look at stories seen within movies that resonate a lot with people and how we can use them to basically pivot to the gospel. So we actually did an episode with uh, Ryan and Darius on Get Out as well. I will say, I wanted to let y'all know, to this day, that's one of our most popular episodes. Like, people have really liked it because we brought in like the racial side of it and to like, the gospel and it's just a lot of interesting conversation. So we've gotten a lot of feedback on that particular episode, specifically about what you two guys have said. So I want to give you all a little shout out. Oh, I appreciate that. So, and you know, I think uh, y'all should do the Lion King if you haven't done it already. <laughs> Not the one with Beyonce. I refuse to do the one with Beyonce. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I was thinking, like, yo, the Lion King is the gospel all the way, right? Well, I mean, dude, isn't that supposed to be Hamlet, like reimagined? Isn't that what Lion King's based off of? Yes. It yeah, is like it's a it's Hamlet. Yeah. I've, I've never actually never that. seen Hamlet. Yeah. No, there's, yeah. I like the original, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what made like the two of y'all want to start a podcast together? <laughs> well, Olivia, you're good at telling this story. Okay. Uh, So before I moved to Memphis, I had this very vague idea, but it was a vague idea where it was so vague that if I didn't find someone that was like willing and able to like figure, help me figure it out and make it more practical, then it just wasn't going to come to fruition. And Mm -hmm. so we were driving to a fellowship event actually. And I just happened and I had just met Madeline. Like we only know each other like a month maybe at that point. And I was like, I have this idea, but I don't know what I think about it. And then Madeline was just so excited. Like she's the one that like got hit the ground running, like Mm -hmm. got all the practical stuff. I'm like, wow, this is great. So yeah, (laughs) it's great great synergy and it's a business word but mm-hmm. yeah 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 I think you want to add in? well yeah i think olivia like had the words to maybe like a vague idea i had um you know months before that so it was cool for her to like say that and i was like 
wait, yes, this is something I need to be doing. So, um, yeah, like really thankful that we connected and yeah. were able to, to do that. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. We, we just work so well together. It's great. Yeah. And what's funny is that we actually, I think that moment only happened because we live in the same apartment building. So that was a whole, I think God just ordained a lot of things in that situation. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, that's why we were driving together. Yeah, it's real estate's cutthroat in Memphis. <laughs> I, I would say Darius does the technical stuff for us all the way. That's if Madeline. For, if it was for Darius, I would just be like talking into out the window. Like, no, I, <laughs> I'll be doing the podcast out the window. Nobody would hear it. <laughs> so shout out to Darius and Madeline. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, yeah definitely, it's definitely God. I can say that because I, I hate it every time. Every single time I'm trying to edit an episode, I'm like, I hate you, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> With everything in me. <laughs> yeah, technical difficulties oh. and never fun. Like, Matt and I had to redo a couple episodes mm-hmm. a lot. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Olivia, I don't know if you heard, um, and this is just like some inside podcaster stuff um, for, for, for those who are listening, but we, we recorded. Um, and for some reason, my recording didn't go through. Um, yeah, Madeline told me. Yeah, so I had to like re-record a whole episode, like just oh. inserting my voice um while listening to them again. It was brutal. Um, You're welcome. So crazy. You're welcome. Yeah. It was so crazy, man. I now I know that that was a lot of work for Madeline. <laughs> I'm telling you, Madeline's a queen. I got her a trophy because she edits so well. Like I oh, literally best sure podcast editor. <laughs> Oh, she okay. She's going. She's getting up to get the trophy for everyone listening. All right. What is this? this? Olivia bought me. (laughs) Best podcast editor, Madeline Plaster, and a little computer because she edits on her Mac. So yeah. Hey, Madeline, speak. Can you speak real quick? Just like say something and show it again because it's like people may not have been able to see it. Okay. Okay. Look at look at my look at my trophy. (laughs) It's it's like a little chair. Um, it's a it's, it's like, a computer. Oh, oh, it's, it's a, a computer. computer. Yeah, it has the oh. keys and everything. Yeah, you can't it's see the computer. details. Very right, detailed. So, so we're gonna. Can y'all see? <laughs> that's really kind. That's hey, really kind. Hey, it gotta be bigger and bigger every year. Every year, every year, it's <laughs> gotta get bigger and bigger. Bigger trophies. Yeah, uh, Olivia. Uh, Darius awesome. does not want one. Joy. Darius does not want one. Uh, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> hey. We, we, we got some questions and what we're going to do is uh we want to redirect a couple of these questions to you guys um so what is the craziest slash funniest thing that the other co-host has said on an episode before that's a good one um <laughs> i feel like I feel a lot of crazy stuff i feel I, so many funny moments yeah i think what happens is we get edited out but we break out into song a lot which is it's good it gets edited out um I do. I say a lot of weird things, but thankfully, like, yeah, I don't think people need to hear all that. But I can't think of one specifically. Mm-hmm. So, in yeah. other words, in other words, neither she doesn't say anything crazy. Everything's very like thought out and calculated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we've recorded. Yeah. Job. We, we've seen the Google Docs. I think you know what I, you know what I'm looking at. Oh, yo, yo, that's so true though, right? We, we were looking at we were talking about y'all one time. How? Oh wow. You okay. You guys have like a script. It's like, okay, we're gonna say this and then say this, and it's like a yeah. whole like three pages of script. I'm like, wow, this is organized. yeah. Because we've gotten feedback that for our listeners, since like what we're doing is kind of like almost like a like 
a literary analysis, but it's not because it's film and it's a visual media. Like mm-hmm. it's easier for our listeners if we cue each other up with questions. And so that's how we got into that. Because before we just, just we just used to talk. And I mean, we still do that sometimes, but it just doesn't go as cleanly, I think, mm-hmm. when we do that. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if Madeline agrees. Me and Darius yeah. kind of shoot from the hip. <laughs> like like in my note section, it might say sports, uh, social justice, uh, question about this, question about that. That's my yeah. notes. And then we just go from there. Olivia, one funny thing you do do <laughs> that I always laugh at when I see this is in the in our notes, she'll be like, witty banter here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta remember, I have, I have to remind myself to rely. Witty banter. Insert joke. I have to remind myself to relax. I'm just like, when I'm like in work mode, I'm like, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, That's what if I joke. can't have witty banter then? Yeah. You know, what's going to yeah. happen? I don't know. I don't know. We got to gotta let the spirit move us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The witty spirit. I like it. Uh, sound, sounds a little witchcrafty, but you know, it is what it is. Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, yeah. But hey, I know, I know we're running short on time, but can you tell us how to find y'all's podcast? Yes, Apple. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, I'll put our Instagram handle in the uh, the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, we pretty much link everything there. Madeline, I typed in your name instead of Made Plain Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you just go to Instagram, you can pretty much find any link you need to. But uh, yeah, it's very helpful if you leave reviews on Apple Podcast reviews because the algorithm. I'm sure Darius and Ryan have talked to y'all about that. So um, yeah, we love any all support. Oh well, yeah, I forget. <laughs> Darius was saying, <laughs> said something. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Thank, hey, well, really- thank you guys for man, everything you guys do. And I, and honestly, we, we got to come back and you guys got to come back. We just got to keep yeah. collaborating because okay. we enjoy every time you guys are, are on. And you guys came on to one episode of Virus and talked about something. Dating. Dating. Partial. Sorry. I, I I just had a thought. I was like, I think I have a story for y'all that you would find interesting, but I'll okay. tell y'all offline. So All yeah. Right, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe true. you can tell us um maybe you can okay. tell us on uh next time y'all come on the pot. Uh so I don't think she's gonna tell. <laughs> yeah, what? I, don't she, I don't think she's gonna tell. She's like, uh right, no, I'm not gonna yeah. say yeah. I'll I'll con I'll con I'll con yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Yeah, right. appreciate y'all. Yeah, for sure. Bye. Later, y'all. Hey, follow them. Uh, they, I, don't, I, I didn't listen to their last episode, but I can tell you definitively that um, they did an episode on, what was it? They did an episode on One Division. It was great. Um, oh, I was really? a big fan of the episode. So go go check okay. that out. Go listen to their podcast. If I, if I didn't like them, they would not be on here. I promise you that much. We may be doing Judas and the Black Messiah with them. I'm not sure. That may be in the works. No, it was supposed we'll to be see. coming to America, bro. Coming to America, you're right. Not even oh my gosh. Not hey, listen, listen, I'm not going to say anything about coming to America because if we do the podcast, I'll save it. I just won't mm-hmm. say anything at all. Yeah. Because you don't want to know how I feel about that movie right now. Okay. Hey, right. Um, but let's go ahead and get to, get to this question. This is a little bit a little bit more of a like a deeper question. And, and for y'all, uh, just, just so we clear, we got about 10 minutes to go, maybe 10 to 15 minutes, and then we are done. So if you are here, if you leave within the next 10 to 15 minutes, I will remember you. No, well, I was gonna say no, no love lost, but clearly that's not what. <laughs> no, there's like love is lost. Okay, not all, just like ninety nine percent. My hey. mom's still on here. Holla, your mom's still on here.
We doing good. Our mom's still on here, man. Yeah, That's man. good. You got plenty, of, you got plenty <laughs> of folks on here. You got Mama Tess in the building. Uh, but yeah. with that being said, um, let's go ahead and dig into this question. Titus, um, my guy Titus Goodrich asked this question. Um, I personally would like to hear y'all's perspective on multicultural church um, and church diversity. Yeah. Well, you want to go? First? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie. Like, when the the first thought I had when I saw this question was that's so broad. I have like a million thoughts, but mm. uh, I guess I guess it's okay. So I, I think the way I think about it is heaven. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a multicultural place. It's gonna be full of people from every tribe, every nation, every tongue, all living, worshiping God together. It's gonna be great, right? And so having multicultural spaces is like very much the heart of God. Mm-hmm. You know, God is just like very much for that. It doesn't mean that he's against uh, places that are unicultural, or I guess a, a word would be just like full of black people or full homogenous. of black people. Only. Thank you. Homogenous. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he's against homogenous places, but um, I, I would say that in my experiences in multicultural spaces, man, it's work. All right. It's always work because it's always going to require sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, comfort is not your friend in multicultural churches. Um, comfort can be detrimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, comfort can be tone deaf. Um, comfort can be an idol. Mm-hmm. Um, and in multicultural churches, what you're trying to do is you're trying to figure out, man, how do I get, how do I res- give respect to your culture just as much as I do mine? And that goes for both, both sides. And I say all sides, you know, when I say both, obviously I'm talking about black and white. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, um, man, I saw a big shift in the multi- multicultural church space after the po- political, you know, uh, climate of America changed and we began to see some of the more outright, um, like with Donald Trump, for instance, we begin to see a lot more of the outright racism, outright just like bigotry, you know? And then like, when it came to church, you're, wa- you're waiting for the pastor to kind of speak plainly on it. And then you're not really hearing or seeing it. So then you, you get into talking to maybe disciples or uh, disciplers, <clears throat> talking to people that you care about of other races and you find out that they may support you know him or whatever so from i can only speak from a black person's perspective you know that that was very hurtful uh that was a very hurtful four years i think mm-hmm. i mean if you go back to before 2016 when trump was elected i feel like the black uh, multicultural churches were like a thriving a lot better than they were after Yes, yeah, and now we're out of that uh, presidency, so uh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, see, I feel like I think I disagree with you um, to some degree. Like when you talk about like sacrifices and stuff like that, I think that those yeah. sacrifices are primarily like in the multicultural church made by Black people. Um, I don't necessarily see um, sacrifices like as far as like comfort and things like that being made by people who are not Black in multicultural churches, uh, particularly in particularly Black women. Um, like like they they carry the brunt of like main of like most of the sacrifice as it relates to that because like in most multicultural churches if we've been completely honest like 
there aren't many black wives like in those spaces, which means there aren't many black women voices in those spaces. So to me, like what I see in that space is primarily like black people having to sacrifice, black people having to do this, do, do this, do that, so on and so forth. So like, I think that like my personal opinion, um, again, this is just my opinion, Darius speaking, senior hate mail Darius won't be responsible. <laughs> All but, of it. But with that being said, like, I, I don't think that like, I don't think that most people have to do that. And I think that multicultural churches have primarily been made a photo op. Like people just want good photos. People don't want like multicultural churches and, and like not even like, not even in the sense of just race, but just like thought. Like if you have like a black person leading or if you have like these, you are, you want a certain type of black person in your space more oftentimes mm -hmm. than that. So like <clears throat> in that, I think it becomes problematic just because like you're not really like having, you, you don't really have diversity. Um, you don't really have mm. diversity and you really just have like a further loving of yourself. Like God calls you to love your neighbor as yourself. And when everybody in your church thinks like you, how can you love your neighbor as yourself when you're truly just loving yourself? So like, that's like, mm. that becomes like the true issue, like in that. And then additionally, like, I would say that like the first century church was definitely multicultural, right? Like nobody would deny that. Like, we know that like, we know the first century church was multicultural. We know what we, we know what Revelation says about like future churches and, or or the future of Christianity of heaven, all nation, all tongues, yada, yada, yada. But what was brought to America was definitely a white church. Like this, that's, that's mm -hmm. what was built in America. America was built by a white church uh, and it was built in a, in a capacity to us uh, to essentially keep black people in, in slavery. So like when you have leadership um when you have when that's the leadership of your church when that's the foundation of your church and those people have never repented of that um then it becomes a problem and you have the multicultural church where everybody wants everybody essentially wants good photo ops um and they want to weaponize this church too because they say they say i can't be racist i go to a multicultural church like come on man look at look at my look at my brothers at my church who i never speak to come on like i can't be racist um right. so like when you when you have like all those things combined then it does become problematic is it the will of God like for us to have a multicultural church? I believe so. Um, but I also believe that, that requires repentance, which has not taken place. So like, if we're gonna keep talking about this idea of multicultural church, let's talk about it holistically um, with the idea of a multicultural church that does reflect God in a sense of repentance, in a sense of listening to your brother, uh, in a sense of uh, being uncomfortable when you know other people have historically uh, had to be un uncomfortable. Like if we're not gonna have that conversation, then we're not gonna talk we're not going to be able to have a true thriving multicultural church. Right. So, yeah. So that's, that's all I would say. Like, um, and again, my heart like behind it is like, I go to a church that, you know what I'm saying? I go to a church that claims to be multicultural. Um, mm -hmm. Again, claims to be multicultural. That's all I'll say about that. Um, but like my desire is for, to be, to participate in the multicultural church because I want to be in a church that reflects heaven. But in order to do that, mm -hmm. you do have to address issues that are there. So, yeah, and and if the American church was were a body, then racism would be the blood in the body, bro. It touches every part of the church, mm -hmm. you know. And and you're right; it can only happen from deep repentance. Mm -hmm. and, and I have seen, I've seen, you know, what I do like. I love like um seeing, you know, real practical steps. Like, you know, some people get really upset when they see uh, white families adopting black babies and things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't. I have a, I like that. I actually, I, I celebrate that, you know, because it's practical to me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, so for me, it's just like, you know, like JD, you know, we had JD on and he has a, his oldest son is a black and he's white. 
you know, mm-hmm. and they adopted his daughter's black. Son. Yeah, and so it, it who his youngest who? daughter is also black. Youngest daughter, okay. Yeah, so it's just like those things are practical. Those things are good. And I think it, it takes, man, it takes a lot. It's going to take a lot of work because a lot of the stuff is blindness that we're dealing with in the church. Blindness, true blindness, well-meaning people, but blind. <laughs> okay. You and that's when we disagree again, because I think that it's 2021. You have access to anything you want to have access to. If you are blind, you are willingly blind. And that is not the same thing as uh, being blind in a sense where you have no access to any information. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely disagree on that, because oh. I believe you can still be blind, meaning not to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> and that's completely OK. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I do not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um but titus man i hope that answered your question um and again like we that was we a good question the multicultural church um but it's definitely room to grow um this question is from dana moore um are there any bits you you guys had to cut from the podcast you can share with us now <laughs> i had one i had one so i had a a point in the podcast where i wanted to talk about Lori harvey right so for those who don't know, Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's daughter. And um, she was, she's like, okay, how can I put this that's clear, but also not slander? A lot of men like Lori Harvey. Um, yeah, and she and she likes a lot of men, you know, let's just be real. She's dated pretty much six celebrities in the past two years. Let's just put it like that. Six celebrity men in the past two years. So I had a bit that I did about her, about like what I thought. And after I finished, Darius was like, mm. I think we need to cut that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Cause like, I don't know if that, that probably came off really wrong. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to be judgmental to Lori Harvey, um, but I did want to like uh, express how I felt about the fact that she was dating Michael B. Jordan. And she also dated Future. And she Uh, also dated P. Diddy and P. Diddy's son. And you know what? If it wasn't for P. Diddy and P. Diddy's son, I feel like I would have been good on that that thing. But you, you were right for me to cut it. And I feel like this might still get me some slander. I hope it doesn't. Send all your hate mail to Darius. He didn't want to say that. Send <laughs> all your hate mail to Darius. You know what it is. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go back to the top. Um, Wait, you don't have you didn't have nothing you had to cut? I'm trying to think if you did. I'm, I'm, I don't I can't think of it. I mean, like usually I when I cut, it's just like purely for time for the most part. It's, yeah. Um. Like now, there have been like times where this this is what I'll say. There have been times where we, we hadn't been into episodes. Um, uh, like we just legit like wasn't there. Um, uh, and maybe it's because we're not like Madeline and, and Olivia and kind of like write down what we're gonna say sometimes. Uh there's no shade, by the way. Like truly, like that may be like what it was. Cause there's a few times I was like, bro, the intro was trash. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let, let's meet on Saturday and redo this it. intro because this was not this is not what we thought it was. Yeah, so, true that. So yeah, or or one time we had to re-record a whole episode, uh, um, which like led to a good yeah. good conversation just about like where our headspaces were, were and whatnot. So I thought that was like, yeah. yeah, I thought that was really helpful. We did re-record like a whole episode, literally, yeah, um, before we released it, and it was work, but like I think it definitely helped. Um, yeah. all right, here's a question: What do you have for other aspiring podcasters now that y'all have a year of experience? Hmm. Could you repeat that question? What advice do you have for other aspiring aspiring podcasters now that you have a year of experience? Mm, okay. My advice would be be consistent. Mm. Like if you say you're going to do one every week, do one every week. And like 
don't start skipping weeks and like uh let me take two weeks off let me take three weeks off that's I feel like that's uh sometimes hard to do you know especially me and Darius just both of us got married last year you know we our lives are so different than when we first started but I feel like we, for the most part, we committed and we just like, man, we're going to do it. You know, if we got to change our schedules, we change it. If we got to meet on this day, meet on this day. Mm-hmm. So I would just say be consistent and don't don't start skipping. If you're going to do one a week, then do one a week. And that that just that gets you into that rhythm that you need to be successful, I think. Yeah. Um, and additionally, like definitely be consistent. Also, know your boundaries uh, and don't be afraid to make changes, uh, maybe not necessarily early on. Uh, like if you say you're gonna do a weekly podcast, then like uh, I know one thing we did was we recorded like our first six episodes like before we released them, like just so we can have like some kind of consistency there. Um, so I definitely say that. Um, so just like know your boundaries, uh, know like how you can continue to make your podcast great. And I would say uh, two other things: don't operate out of fear, like fear of what pe- other people are gonna think, within reason, with discernment, with good judgment. Uh, like don't operate out of fear because I mean. Yeah, the L- Lori Harvey should never been on there. I don't think that was operating out of fear. <laughs> uh, so like, so like uh, with, with that example, that was discernment. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, right. That's discernment. So like, there is a difference between the two. Um, but also, don't operate out of pride. Um, so like, don't expect like everybody listening to your episode. Don't expect uh, every episode to get the same amount of plays. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't expect any of that. But don't operate out of fear, and also don't operate out of. Um, out of pride. pride yeah pride um all right <laughs> and then she said uh madeline just sent the question it says how do y'all navigate having discernment on what you share well that's pretty much that's that's like what i talked about earlier yeah uh, which was kind of one of the biggest challenges that i that i feel like we've had you know there was this one person that we were talking about having on like for instance there is one to have on people that walked away from the faith and who's to say we might not do that one day mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to have people who have currently walked away from the faith and are gone mm-hmm. because I don't feel like that would be anything fruitful. Darius is like, it doesn't necessarily have to be fruitful. It's more so just like real and giving them opportunity. I'm like, well, I don't want to give them a platform, you know? So it was like, I think it you, you do have to kind of have that tension with the person that you're doing a podcast with because, you know, we just look at things differently on certain, you know, things like that. Like, I, I don't want to have an ex-Christian on here so they can be like, yep, I walked away from Jesus and it's why, you know, and then it's just like, you know, because I, I don't want to debate. I don't want to like, you know, try to win them back on a podcast. Like it just, it feel like it was going to be too much. So, you know, I didn't want to do that. And, but we had a back and forth. So I think it, it, it's, you know, you, you want to be prayerful, you know, um, God is, very much into speaking to us he he likes to do that and if we ask him questions he he can he can find a way to speak back um and yeah so i guess that's yeah and and, and, and yeah i think that with that like i I don't think i use the word like i don't want to be fruitful Uh, (laughs) oh i don't think i said that but um (laughs) i do think that um i do think that what i said was like um there are conversations that are hard to have for people who are in Christian communities because they are primarily only in Christian communities. So mm-hmm. it may be good to hear the perspective of somebody who's not in a in a, in a Christian community. And mm-hmm. here's the funny thing. At the time, we literally didn't have one person in mind. Like we didn't have one person yeah. in mind. It was a hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, and that's, and that's the beauty about just like, you know, doing a podcast is like, what about this idea? Okay, you don't like it, let's discuss it. Um, and that's like the good thing about having a co-host. So like, 
And that's some something else I would say for somebody who um, is is doing a podcast, mm-hmm. like maybe have a co-host or maybe have somebody who could sit in or something like that because you never know what's going to happen. So like definitely mm-hmm. like have some kind of co-host or something like that um, and be able to really have somebody who you can like have a sounding board off of. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and obviously prayer, um, but but like all those things, all those things are super important. Um, let's see. What was your favorite conversation thus far on a podcast? I already told you the uh, Hollyfields. Okay. Absolutely. Those were the uh, black Trump supporters um, who came on to (laughs) uh, tell us why they are Trump supporters. And it was a good conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think my my favorite conversation was like literally when we just like talked after uh, the Capitol riot. Like when we just like hit record and oh, talk, yeah. um, that was it. Like that was uh, oh, yeah. it was one of our most well received episodes. It what it didn't mm. necessarily show it on on social media, but it definitely had like the most plays and whatnot. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I, the insurrection talk was was heavy. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep calling it a riot. Uh, insurrection, yeah, just, uh, the coup, yeah, yeah, whatever, anything else. Uh, but um, the rebellion. Yeah, <laughs> I, here here's another question though, because we, we got like two minutes. Um, outside of this podcast, what other areas um, are you both passionate about? Ooh, I think I'll let you take this one first. Um, basketball, uh, definitely like sports. Um, I do my own basketball camp and stuff like that. So I really mm. do uh, enjoy like sports and I also enjoy just like um, counseling. Um, so just counseling period. So like those are two things. Um, that's my profession, a, a counselor. So like those are two things mm-hmm. that like I'm the most passionate about. I would say youth. Um, I've always wanted to mentor. I've always wanted to be around kids and like, especially young black men. Um, I'm very passionate about, you know, pouring into them. And also just like God's word. I know that's going to sound really cliche, but I just love God's word. This man going to try to one up me. You know, I love God's word, man. It's just like you're not passionate about God's word. I sit by the the river and just receive from the Lord like a a, a tree planted by the water. I never thought that I would have to mute you, but you are. <laughs> you can't <laughs> mute me. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be it. Uh, I mean, that's not it, but uh, yeah, that's but all those are, those are like the main things. Oh, all right, my last wife. question from right. Sierra: uh, What made you? What made your idea of the podcast go from just an idea to we got to make this happen? For me, it was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was like, if the world is going to end, I might as well do a podcast, you know? <laughs> nah, <I just> <laughs> oh, the world's already ending. Like, let's go ahead and do this podcast before it's over, before the rapture happens. Right. <laughs> nah, but for real, it, uh, it definitely was 2020, man. Just like um, the time, you know, that I suddenly had that was free, you know? And uh, uh, also, I feel like, Darius, when you approached me with it, it was just like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Like every time me and Darius have kicked it, it's been like good conversation. So like this makes a lot of sense to me. So yeah, I feel like that was <laughs> combination. You know, it, it's, it's, it's about time to kick Joy out of here. I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these, <laughs> the at these chat. comments and whatnot. <laughs> you know what? Give me your own family. <laughs> Very opinionated. Hey, yo, wait, 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 wait. Joy, Joy said they met and realized they are both very opinionated and can talk. All caps. Talk. Wow, this is this is beyond me. Um, I tell you that right now. Uh, but but yeah, man. Um, that's that pretty much like that's pretty that's much it as far as like what 
one thing I'll say is that like Ryan and I didn't really know each other. Like we just like every time we saw each other, like we had good conversations. Like so, yeah. like this ain't like this lifelong best friend podcast or anything like that. Um, right. But like I think the podcast has like drawn us near to each other, and I also think that like just with um, like the time, like it just made it very easy. Like we were we were locked in houses and stuff like that. We couldn't go anywhere, so mm-hmm. like it was literally like March the twentieth when we started, and and like things shut down March twelfth. So like it made it very mm-hmm. easy for us to like create lots of content, and then once people start listening, it was like, dang, they're listening. Let's keep going. So yeah, so yeah, um, and and that was pretty much it. Hey, but um, this is gonna wrap us up right now. Um, we appreciate y'all for hopping yeah. on. Let me give a shout out to everybody who's still here. Uh, shout out to Olivia. Shout out to Madeline, Zach, Ashley, Brian Holmes. Uh, dang, I don't know who Shepherd is, but I ain't gonna shout her out. Uh, shout out Aww. to Dana Moore. Uh, <laughs> shout out to. Uh, Shout out to uh, the Thomas family, um, Jasmine, I, I believe it's my sister, uh, Vonda, Tess, Sierra, Tammy, everybody who is on the podcast. Also, shout out to my mama. You know what I'm saying, man? Cheryl Watkins, birth me and stuff. Uh, so definitely shout out to you. You get all, all the shout outs. That's going to be about yeah, her Facebook. Her Facebook post be slapping, too. Her Facebook post be slapping. Okay. <laughs> um, I also grew up in the Kirk Franklin language household. So, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, this is the one year anniversary, though. Uh, and I'm Darius Watkins. Yes. One year. I'm Ryan Thomas. Hey, we out. <laughs>